Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 12 of the Bender Blend podcast. This was a fun conversation. We switched it up a little bit. Um, Jeff and Clint came over and we talked about music, playing music. They're both working on a project together. Um, anyways, it was cool. We sat in the garage, which was fitting, and talked about any music that impacted us and influenced us when we were younger and still to this day. So anyways, hope you guys enjoy. And thanks again, Clint and Jeff. Rock on, party on, cheers. Yeah! That's going to be this opening. And now we are recording officially, boys. So this is kind of a fun, just we'll let the listeners know, this is a Saturday night. We're doing a garage session. And Clint, I think, well, why don't you guys reintroduce yourselves just a little bit, like... I'm Clint. I'm Clint. I'm on. <laughs> Don't get too formal, but yeah, Clint. Yeah, no. And then we I'm have a, a special guest tonight. My name's Jeff. And I'm going to ask you because I need to know the backstory. Your nickname is Jihad. Jihad. My name is Jeff, and it's spelled with a G. Oh, G-O-F. G-E-O-F-F. Yeah. Like Jihad. So, uh, Jihad, and I had a beard at the time. I have a beard now. Okay. Uh, which you can clearly see on a podcast. It's nice. It's it a good nice beard. beard. But uh, yeah, it was jihad, and uh, it kind of stuck. My friend it Ben. It was. Uh, yeah. We worked at. A lot of us worked at a uh, uh, business in town that was uh, sort of a warehouse for action sports DVDs, and it had a real good uh, group of people that liked to hang out. So nice. there were a lot of nicknames flying around. Okay, and they're like, dude, look at his beard. That's like jihad. Jihad. I think it was more the oh, G- spelling. Oh, okay. Name, okay. See, and, now it makes yeah, way more sense. Yeah. All right. Not the. All right. Yeah, bro. God, why Clint, did I take it there? It was post two thousand one. Oh, never so, forget. <laughs> never forget. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Um, I don't. I mean, we call you Grubby, but like, is there yeah. any other nicknames we should know about? Oh, oh, man. Clinner. Yeah, Clinner. Clinner. I write that down, better. buddy. Big buddy. That's so. I'm gonna start calling you guy and so chief. So that name came from my grandma, Grandma Grub, and she and my aunt Julie called me Clinner. And then when I started dating my wife, and when my stepdaughter was quite young, or well, seven, eight years old, they heard my sister and my mom call me Clinner. They were like, "What?" And they thought it was awesome, so now they call me Clinner. And then Jihad heard it, and now he calls me Clinner. Okay. Yeah. Well, Clinner. Bender has, I mean, that's, people are like, wait, what's your, I can't remember who it was the other day. They're like, wait, your first name's Jordan? I was like, yeah. I'm like, wait, well, well, how do you get Bender? I'm like, it's my last name. And they're like, wait, what? That's so you got cool. a last name? You have a last name. <laughs> I'm not a one-namer. What? Um, I thought you were like from Brazil. <laughs> And you just went with one. Oh, yeah. I was I was watching uh, some Sepultura videos before you guys came over. Nice. Revisiting. And I guess I kind of forgot how much I liked Sepultura. Mm-hmm. Like, that album Arise mm-hmm. fucking rips. I a lot. Yeah. And I was sitting there just kind of... Sc- and thank, thank the mechanic or the tech gods for YouTube. Like, you can look up most albums, like old metal albums, and mm-hmm. they just have, like, lists. Like, people upload them. And you can just go through, and I, that's what I've been doing. And, uh, you know, the, <clears throat> I think their name is uh, Igor and Cavalera, and I forget what it is. The Cavalera the brothers, brothers yeah, right? Yeah. Max and, and Max and Igor, yeah. Igor, yeah. Now I think they're buddies again. Yeah, yeah, right, did they have a falling out, I think. Probably. 
metal band, thrash metal bands come from Brazil at that time. Weren't there? I feel like, yeah, I think they like they paved the way and then a flood of them yeah, came in. It was yeah, like, oh, okay, we can do that too. It's like, fuck yeah. For sure, it still is a big metal. Yeah. Thing. Definitely, it is huge, huge down there. Like thrash metal too. Thrash, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, you and I kind of talked a little bit, Jihad, about your music and influences. And I know you were, what show were we talking about? Um, typo? Was it typo that you saw back in the day in Kansas City or some somebody you saw? Oh, I fuck! What were we talking about? Ministry. That's uh, right. Yeah. And it was uh, 1988, and that's it was uh, they just went through a transformation. The I had I was a kid in the Midwest in Kansas City, Missouri, and I had rode a skateboard, and so I was kind of connected to more alternative music scenes and. Yeah. Uh, so we were just fiending. All we got was top forty radio and and uh, uh, whatever classic rock radio at the time. So you would kind of pick up these college radio stations at the time, and uh, they would have late at night. They would have these guys would spin records with uh, dance music and industrial and stuff like that. We just would use wouldn't hear anywhere else. Certainly not on the radio. And we would record these, of course, on cassette yeah, tapes, you know, awesome. and play them back. And, nice. you know, Ministry was one of the bands that they would play on, like, this dance show. And it was, you know, their first album was really dancey, and yeah. poppy, and kind of industrial, but in a, in a dancey, disco-y sort of way. And then, uh, you know, I listened to that for a while. I liked it, you know, so into that sort of stuff. And and then, a, you know, 88 comes along, and, uh, you know, Ministry's come into this crazy uh, punk uh, barn in Lawrence, Kansas, called the Outhouse. That's awesome. And it That's was, great. Uh, you know, it was pretty much the only place. I mean, there might have been. I was pretty. I mean, I was seventeen, sixteen, seventeen at the time, and uh, there might have been other places that were underground punk scenes, but this was the only place that people would know knew about, right? Uh, to go see a punk or hardcore, anything uh, that was different from what you you know you'd hear on the radio and. Uh, Ministry was coming there, so we were like, "Oh yeah, you know, we're gonna. It's like gonna have like a dance, you yeah, know, concert, you know. <laughs> Use it a while and it's over the shoulder, you know. We were just uh, ready for the disco pop dance uh, industrial, and uh, we got there, and they had the uh, stage in the middle of this uh, barn, basically dirt floors, and uh, they had a chain link fence coming all the way around the stage." went all the way up to the ceiling yeah and we're just like wow this is gonna be pretty interesting you know (laughs) and uh and black lights and uh and then it just started filling in and then these guys walked out of nowhere with the it looked like the death squad you know and you realize it's alan jorgensen and they have their leather hats that are all like you know rolled up and uh crusty looking. full crusty yeah crusty uh <laughs> trench coats go to the floor <clears throat> did he have the mic stand with the bones hanging off of it uh he didn't have it at, no not at that time it was a pretty raw uh setting uh for their stage and uh they all walked out they all had like handlebar mustaches cop glasses just with the, <laughs> just the thickest mirror you know yeah uh that sounds awesome. Yeah, it was, and it, all of a sudden, like, what in the hell is going on here? It looked like, like I said, the death squad was there, and then uh, they open up the uh, cage and get in there, and then lock it. Literally, put a padlock oh, on. Oh shit! And uh, 
and proceeded to start with uh, Thieves and Lot or Thieves is the name of the song where okay. they bust into that heavy yeah. process guitar and it was uh, it was hardcore you know like, as far as what we were especially what we were ready to hear and then they <laughs> yeah. proceeded to play all their new just industrial uh, uh, electro industrial metal yeah. which was is that like the, like the Jesus Built My Hot Rod era? It was before like that. that. It was... Yeah. Uh, um, like uh, Just One Fix. Mine is a Terrible Thing to Taste. Oh, was yeah, that okay. the album? Okay. Before that, Just One Fixed is... Uh, That's it, a great song. It is. Uh, but there, there was there were three yeah. albums, you know... Yeah. Uh, in a row, basically, after that style, and that style was... That's when it was pretty much... Not there, of course, but right. at that time, and it was invented to us you know we had yeah. never heard anything it blew our mind and then it proceeded to get wild you know it just, <laughs> yeah I bet they got more and more raucous and then bottles started flying oh, hitting the cage and uh, broken glass one of the you know I think the bass player had blood on his forehead from just glass just scoring off his Jesus. so you know and the pit <laughs> was just rad. it was violent and then we were you know at 16, 17 I'm back there thinking Oh my God! If I if I went down in this pit, yeah, <laughs> it, you know it's a nightmare. It's like, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I was equally exhilarated and terrified at the same time, but it was certainly, uh, you know, life changing. And I bet, man. Yeah, that's I was, I was listening like I was telling you guys earlier. Like I, one of the questions that I always, that I think I'll start asking regularly on the podcast is what. And maybe it's gonna. Obviously, I gotta tweak it a little bit, but I think a good starter is like, what was, and you break it down to categories. Like, what's what was your most influential show, album, movie, blah blah blah, as far as media goes. And it sounds like that's like a formative. Like you went and it just kind of like, what the fuck am I watching? Like that's <laughs> that sounds pretty. Yeah. Yeah. They caught you a seminal moment. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, you know, I was into harder music at the time. I mean, we were listening to industrial, harder stuff. Mm-hmm. Einster's Indy, New Bouton, and Skinny Puppy. And, Skinny Puppy, I've heard that. You know, all that stuff. And, uh, <laughs> you know, but that's as hard as it got. And um, and then I started, you know, through skateboarding, started hearing, you know, seeing punk shows. And it was at the outhouse. We saw okay. a few and the Dehumanizers. And, uh, that's awesome. And, uh, again, it was a total total shift for yeah. me to see because as much as that was the music it was the scene the you scene, know yeah. it was this thing that was on the surface scary and intimidating but you know just underneath the surface it's it was equally you know uh you know uh, a community there right. was more of a community aspect to it yeah and yeah. uh you know yeah. there were lots of jocks and you know and shit like that in my high school so it was anything to sort of get away from that yeah that's, experience something different that's cool man I I look back at my and I I never really I like I grew up in a small ski town so it's like we were we were in a bubble but I always got influenced by my brother's music taste and my parents and remember from for for a long time I was like um I always loved like rock and roll because my mom and dad both listened to like The Who Pink Floyd Led Same. Zeppelin you know, and so they and they showed us that they're you know at an early age they're like let's check this out, um, and I never, like I never I'm trying to remember my a show that I, I guess it would have been it was strung out, 
poison the well and rise again it came through veil and it was right before strung out had been around for a long, a long time and rise against nobody knew kind of knew who they were it was like 2002 like right before they were kind of hit that peak like big their their main album their like early album um i can't remember the name of it but they came through veil and we knew about strung out like tad and i both love strung out and we're like fuck they're coming to play veil that's crazy like we never see shows because all the shows that came through veil were like you know like a lot of jazz, a lot of which is which has its place, but we were always like, well, we we got to go to Denton, and you know, at the time, like Tad was just sixteen, and you know, we couldn't really travel that far. It was like Denver is a huge trip, mm-hmm. like oh, you know, and then luckily we started going to shows later, but that show was, it was in this tiny venue, and fuck me, I can't remember the name of the <clears throat> venue because it's it's no longer there, but. It was above a parking garage, and when it got packed, because it, I think for the most part, it was a venue, but for the most part, they just, like, had a lot of, like, DJs there, too, but when it got packed, the floor would, like, bend and flex, because it was, you know, that, and so if you were under, walking under the parking structure, you could hear the music, and you could kind of see, like, a little flex, and strung out and poison the well and rise against were just fucking it was like my first taste of like punk rock show like fucking metal show like get in there mm-hmm. and mosh and i was like i was pretty young i think I, i'd have to look back but i think i was 15 maybe and it was just and it was a small like there was maybe 30 40 kids maybe maybe even less but <clears throat> we're awesome. fucking like yeah holy shit this is rad why don't they play here more and it's just like we we realized too like it was a small community in that little valley of mm-hmm. punkers and metalheads like there was only a handful of us because the rest of people were like DMB Dave Matthews and I was like yeah. oh fuck that oh, shit see the Red Rocks <laughs> oh but like or Big Head Todd I don't know it was fun or uh, that was more of the older crowd but Big Head Ton monsters. monsters. I'd hear their fucking music on oh, KZYR all the time and just be like, God damn it, that fucking <clears throat> song again. Toad? Did you see Toad there? No. <laughs> Toad the Wet Sprocket. <laughs> um, but yeah, was, I remember just thinking, just what? Like, that was kind of the moment it hit me. I was like, I'm kind of in a music bubble here, like as far as live shows. So, And it was just when the internet was starting to be be a real like oh we can look up music on the internet right in the heart of Napster like in LimeWire do you remember that one yeah that was late 90s early 2000s so we got like I I found a lot of bands that way but I still remember going and it was kind of word of mouth and Tad was really good about finding out punk band Tad went punk rock and I stayed more metal but we both, we, we both would share... Yeah, Thaddeus, sorry. He's, yeah, he's my brother and my older brother. And he... Uh, Tim, too, my oldest brother, would show us, like... I think Tim and his buddy Wade showed us Metallica and stuff and other shit. Um, fuck, what was that? Uh, Bloodhound Gang, you remember that? Mm-hmm. One yeah. for Your Spirit Coaster. Like, yeah, we yeah. fucking played that album a lot yeah. in our basement. Like, yeah, this is awesome. And then I, so I went and re-listened to it. Like... <laughs> weeks ago and I was like it's so bad that it's good like it's mm-hmm. it's not great but it's it's just funny Jimmy like pop. Did yeah you, Jimmy pop did your parents go to live shows did they take you to live shows um 
something's going on with the volume. Sorry. Not really. Do you hear that? Like it's got muted. Bro. Technical hey. difficulties. What happened? Did I knock something? Uh, we're getting sounds. Hold on, audio. Yeah, it's totally like. Muted. What happened? This is our channel here, right? Yeah. What the fuck? You're about to listen to three monkeys trying to fuck a football. Yeah, seriously. That did that kind of help? I think that. I think it was just the headphone volume. Okay, because that was what you just suggested. No, this fucking thing. Oh, that's why. Wait. Microphone gang. Pretty maxed out. I don't know, man. Sorry, listeners. Now. Yeah, there you go. It's the mention, just the mention of the Bloodhound Gang, really. Right. It was like, all right, that's sideways. enough. Yeah. That yeah. was weird. Sorry, everybody. That was kind of a weird. Yeah. Something happened. I don't think that's just. I think I might have bumped it with the cord, and it just fucked that little yeah, gain. I was bumping it. I was bumping it, but. But I want to know the answer to the question. I mean, did you did your parents go to live shows? Oh, with oh yeah, you? yeah. Or did they take your ki- the kids? Or did they go Not, without the kids? Or I mean, we they they took us to stuff that, but it was kind of past the point, and they were kind of in the same boat too. Like they couldn't really get to. Yeah. I I don't ever remember b- them being like, "Hey, we're going to this show. See yeah. you later." Like. They, they're they, only at four or five in the mountains of Colorado. It's yeah. Like, you know, just busting out. Certainly not all times of the year. Either, right. You know? Exactly. And I think my mom and dad went to a few concerts that we that I can't remember that I'm sure they did. But it was not as like that. I, I know that they both did when they could. But it, and I remember them bringing us with them on a lot of it. Like, um, the Ford Amphitheater was yeah. kind of the bigger venue. There was a lot of live classical music, which was fun watching symphonies and shit. It was like, because I love classical music too, but... What was your first memorable <clears throat> concert of any genre? Uh, there was two. Steppenwolf we saw at Ford Amphitheater, and I just remember the dude, the singer was, he picked up the mic stand and was like helicoptering it around, and it fucking tagged him in the head, and he kept going. He didn't stop. He was like, bam! And he was like, just like, I just remember like that looked like it really hurt, <laughs> but he kept going, and uh, and then you guys are, can laugh because I laugh at it. And then the other one was DC Talk. I don't know DC. Uh, Talk. Oh boy, they were Christian. Uh, what was their genre? <laughs> it was like Christian metal, not even metal. No, not even metal. It was like Christian rock and roll. Um. I I almost have to just show you guys after this like what DC Talk is, but they were Christians. Like, they had that song Jesus Freak. What uh, would people do if they knew that I was Jesus Freak? Like, not great. Awesome. Uh, you know, Christian rock is pretty just... hilarious. <laughs> so I look back and I'm like, oh my god. It sounds like a great song to cover, actually. It's like, like a death metal band. There's zero nuance in Christian rock. Every yeah. song. It's like this proclamation. I, I never understand that. There's just, you know, music music as an art, you know, you're sort of talking around subjects and rarely do you... Uh, yeah. Keep going, dude. Talk directly 
you know, again, you directly right. address subjects at times, but basically right. there's a lot of nuance. I, it was always, like you said, what are they going to do when they know that I love Jesus? And yeah, it's like instead of saying... Jesus lifts me higher. And, yeah, uh, they get they go they go straight. They drive yes. hard to the basket and they don't stop. They're like, we don't need to ride around it. We need to get the message out that we it's like lo- being dry humped by Jesus every time. It's every pretty song. bad, <laughs> but that was the other one. But I just remember it is dry humped by Jesus would be a good song name. That would be a good. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's that the next microaggression song. <laughs> there we go. And that know. that's like, but that concert, I just remember having a really like it was really fun. <laughs> it was good. You guys got to write that shit down, or you here if you think of something, it's grab a notebook. Perpetuity it, right now. Yeah, it's yeah. true. But yeah, that was. I just remember having fun at the concert, but. Um, that make but now I want to talk because you brought it up because that's fucking hilarious. But you guys are starting a little music project, and I wrote it down. And obviously the out. Al- let me get this right. Was the band Microaggression, and yeah. then the album would be called Offendium, right? Or the first song. Oh, the first song. Offendium. But it actually, could be a self-titled. Album. It's act- it could be. We're not sure. Like really, that could be a title track. Okay. Yeah, it's not fully developed in this and I really appreciate that the notion of you saying a music project because that's freeing you know it's not like, it's not a band yeah mm-hmm. it's a project yeah. we've been a band for about two years now yeah but we just wrote our song about uh, a couple weeks ago, a week I, ago and I wouldn't call myself a musician however you know this is changed this is a loose mm-hmm. the definition that loosely changes uh, we are making art and it mm-hmm. is actually happening now we've talked that's about really it cool. like you said we've been in a band for two years and I think mm-hmm. that first notes to hit the hit the ground or hit the recording uh, uh, stage was last weekend or yeah it was and uh, yeah it was everything it uh, it, <laughs> it was everything it needed to be that's good dude that's that's exciting like we're we, we talk about it a lot on the podcast about that the joy of creating mm-hmm. and the like when you when you do, when you sit down and do it and then you walk you're like fuck why don't I do that more often it's always mm-hmm. that it's always that feeling of like I, and then but you gotta just remember like, that's, oh, fuck, keep going I think that's a fundamental you said it though joy mm-hmm. of creating if this mm-hmm. is a fundamental yeah element of life that and I don't mean to get too deep just no go get off deep the, dude off fuck the, it get, this is jump into we're the deep end of the garage, pool bro. we get deep dude it's, that's <laughs> that's good people need to hear man it's it's a well you, you, you're yeah. creating there's t- I guess more than two types of people but you know there's the type of people that create and then those that don't create and that's not like an exclusive club or anything but yeah. Even if you don't, you don't have to do it for your job. But you know, if you don't do it your job, if, uh, taking home a, you know, growing vegetables and something, yeah. you know, yeah. or you know, as a job uh, or as a hobby, making music, creating something that wasn't there, taking something out of the ether, it's just yeah, it's a key po- part of enjoyment of life and uh, fulfillment because. Uh, Big time. I mean, otherwise you're just kind of droning through life and, uh, you know, not adding to the greater. I mean, I, obviously, it could be said that we have limited time as a species on this Big planet time. anyway. Uh, so are 100%. you adding to the narrative or are you, yeah. uh, are you just sort of the din in the background? You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of people want to, and that's kind of the, a lot of why I do this podcast too is try and re try and light fires under people that might listen that think about that and they might have because 
I always kind of, and my mom and dad were both very creative people, and they, and my mom's still odd. Like, she pumps out awesome painting. Like, we're all, my brothers, we're all creative, and we all do our own thing in our creative ways, but I've always just, like, I've always known that. I'm like, I have a pretty good imagination, and I'm, like, I, until I did this, I was like, I don't really know how to express my creativity or put something out I was always really scared of putting shit out there for mm. people to hear listen see watch you know that's judgment the, as you're yeah, yourself biggest, judgment. yeah. No, that's I don't think that's uncommon at all that's not I mean I'm yeah 100% can and, and I think that point it holds a lot of people from ever doing anything ever it's a shame it's like that's why I encourage people that listen to this it's like hey just like this is a reminder like just, it doesn't matter it's not you're not going to be if your goal is to be famous that's the wrong goal I think number one like I want to be famous okay We're then too old for that. That, you know what I mean but it's it's a good <laughs> yeah. reminder it's yeah. it, and it helps me too like just talking about it with other creative people just to like keep that juice flowing like momentum it's mm-hmm. momentum mm-hmm. like the, we're on episode 12 mm-hmm. like that's momentum mm-hmm. and if I if it stops like I, I'm now it's very noticeable like we're in the past I used to do shit like paint just kind of like ah, no momentum and I'd stop and months and months and months would go by and I'd finally get back but now it's like I have I'm I'm like caught up and it's really fun it's kind of scary because I get overwhelmed I'm like oh shit I'm not prepared or whatever but it's once you get that momentum going it's like okay you, ca- you keep wanting to go back and you're like I gotta get you it's, keep chasing that feeling of like I'm putting shit out there and creating sometimes too and I'm learning this more and more since I've been recording more and more lately but there's things too where in the moment you're really critical and you're I realize that I'm my own worst music snob like I'm I'm like the one guy who's like I'm I just need to forget like I'm gonna be like oh this is kind of lame but then I'm like ah it feels good to play you know yeah. it's fun to play yeah and I'll record it and I'll be like I'm gonna hate this but I'll record it and then I'll come back and listen to it again and eh, it's not so bad you know it's, yeah it's uh dude yeah. exactly and that's so it's, yeah it's more yourself you kind of have to get past your your own barriers and your own I yeah. guess self doubt is yeah. is what it is and it's not just with creating music it's like you said putting anything out there that you know that you're sort of bearing. <laughs> Bearing your soul a little mm-hmm. bit. I mean, by trade, I'm a graphic designer, and it's yeah, it's the same way. You know, I yeah. obviously have I see something I like, and it's I work on it, and I tweak it, and I spend you know umpteen hours, uh, you know, drilling down on it, and then it's like uh, you're sending it off, you know, or yeah. and you're like, oh, are they are they gonna like it, or yeah, are, are they gonna shit all over it, you know, <laughs> right. they're, gonna, they're gonna tell me to delete it all. Um, so I mean, there's like a hesitation to uh, get started. I think that that builds a sort of a wall that keeps yeah you, know, you from finding whatever your muse or whatever that inspiration, like you said, to get that momentum back. It's just usually once you break the ice, it's a lot easier. It's huge, man. For me, the podcast was like I waited for a year and a half to get it done. Then Clint was the first episode, and it was just like after that, it went like here we go like here we fucking go and every week now on this on the show on month because usually we do the most most of the other crew can make it on mondays and i've always put this out there if you guys have an idea you guys want to hash out and talk about on the like like tonight like that's great i don't i'm not limited to any like oh i can only do mondays like i'll do it whenever we can like mm-hmm. fucking throw it up in the garage you know mm-hmm. so <clears throat> um 
it's but every week I've kind of because after you know episode ten it was like how do you keep shit fresh like mm. not repeating yourself too much to the point of people listening just being like yeah we got it we got it but I listen to a lot of podcasts and I and I definitely rip off some rip off I I take influence from a lot of their styles and I hear some of my favorites they repeat themselves too but. And that's the thing is like because you don't know who's gonna listen to what episode when, so they might miss something. So that's why I'm like, well, consistency is key mm-hmm. as far as content. And something I want to do every week now is just go over like check in because it's a Monday. It's like or whatever day it happens to be. Like, hey, just ask the few questions. Like, did you hear anything, any music this week that inspired you or influenced you to make your own art? Blah blah blah. That and that goes across the board. Did you see a painting? Did you read a book? Did you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's that seems to be a good way to get people's brains in that creative. And they're like, like on Monday, Henry went off. He's like, yeah, dude, I did stand up and blah. I was like, fuck yeah, that's cool to hear. Henry's sort of a, an exception to the rule, though, right? In, in, a, in a good way. Yeah, exactly. But hearing, you know, and yeah. like you said, Jihad, it's like. You're not. You wouldn't call yourself a musician, but you, you are. See, that's what I told him like, too. Is that? Yeah. He, he's like, oh, I'm not a bass player. I'm like, dude, you just play bass. We right, just and that's you, you're a fucking bass player. You know? Yeah. Well, uh, who says you're not a bass player? Who says you're not a musician? If you're male? well, maybe we should just change the term, right? Right here on this podcast, we're going to redefine what it t- means to be a musician. You <laughs> are what has, you're creating at yeah, the moment. You know, in, it, so it, in that moment, you're a musician. Yeah. yeah. It's you know like I've known <laughs> Jihad closely for oh shit man ten years. Yeah. Ten um, years. Ten we've years been, now. Been, like pretty tight homies yeah. for a while, like fishing buddies, homies. Like lost, long lost brother. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool, man. And I'll tell you, even if you know there's people that might not even know how to play an instrument but they're musicians right and you know what I mean like I've always felt that way about Jeff and I feel like if if he could pick up an instrument and put some time into it for you know a week or two and be a pretty good player you know yeah he's one of those music was an integral part of my life from my earliest memories that's why I asked about your parents right the concerts because uh my parents certainly did. They wanted to go to concerts, and they had a, we had a small family, and my sister yeah. and myself. But there was family, you know, with kids, not a lot of money, you know. Everybody has to go, so, but they, music was yeah. everything. There was always music played. I mean, if it wasn't Dan Rather on the CBS News, it was, there was music playing. Yeah. And uh, it's, it just rings, <laughs> rings in your mind and your soul and so you're just constantly searching for new music there's so much I mean yeah uh, I dude I hear part you. of what gets me I mean it's as fundamental as getting out of the bed of, yeah. in the morning is part of what gets me out is this notion that you know I can sort of flip through the create music crates of life and I'm just one or two flips away from a new band or a new song that I, that I've never heard before that's gonna blow my mind I mean yeah that's you know, it's like uh, I don't know for a golf analogy. It's like every time you step up to the ball, you have you think you have a chance to hit a hole in one. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, and this is this drive that sort of keeps you going. And then yeah. you know, so you so you, of course you listen to more and more music. I was grew up around a lot of rock and uh, Americana. I mean, that's yeah. 
a big part of what I mean, if I, I mean, as much as all the rock we listen to, like you said, the, mm-hmm. the Who and Rolling Stones and a lot of the Beatles and mm-hmm. uh, EOO and bands like that. And um, but what really opened up my mind to the th- thought that things didn't have to be a certain way was listen to like 70s Americana yeah. groups like John Prine or yeah. or Towns Van Zandt and yeah. these guys from Austin, Texas that were making country music. I mean, for, we, but that's really not what it was. Yeah, you know? it was something. It was, it was just that uh, it was based off of country music mm-hmm. and it was In a the lot styling, of acoustics. Yeah, yeah styling. Country music. Yeah, and, uh, but it had this subject raw... The subject matter was rock and roll and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and it had a raw... I mean, it, rock and roll obviously doesn't have to be fast-paced to be rock and roll, but it had right. this sort of rock and roll sensibility. And so much in that, you know, a lot of rock and roll bands, like even the Rolling Stones, uh, quoted, you know, Towns Van Zandt songs. Yeah. Or I've yeah. had them play along, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, John Prine or Steve Goodman played with the Rolling Stones in different times when, you know, the rock bands would go and make sort of c- country music, right. you know. Yeah. That's dude. It, that, yeah. it just proved to me that because at the, you know early on it was rock and roll and country and disco or pop or whatever you know and it was just it was just one or do the guys, other. Do you guys know that record um, by the Birds, Sweetheart of the Rodeo? No. Yeah, yeah it's like it's all it's all country it's country jams. It's a great yeah. great country. It's like the to every season. That's garbage to me. I I just don't really care for that song or that styling of music, but. That Sweetheart of the Rodeo album, I think, is great. It's really yeah. it's like I was like my f- f- good friend of mine, and a musician as well, played it for me once, and I was going through this kind of country phase. Remember, I was going through my like kind of like yeah. full country phase, and um, so like, check <laughs> this out. He's like, check us out, and I was like, what? Who is this? This is great. He's like, it's the Birds. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, totally. that's cool, man. Yeah. I love those discoveries too, yeah. and I, it's funny you say phase because I go through a phase every day. Mm-hmm. Some days, I, I like today. Yeah. I woke up so and with, yeah. I rode my motorcycle to Cayucas, and I in my ears I was playing. I have a mix. I don't know why my playlists have such weird names, but this was called Mid. What mm-hmm. the fuck does that mean? Whatever. But it's got, and I'm I like to pride myself on being a clip. I like a lot of different shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. I so I had some punk rock from Banner Pilot, one of my favorite punk bands from the Midwest. They're from Minnesota, and uh, I think pretty sure and then it was like after that um this dude named shaky graves from austin mm-hmm. he's cool Appreciate like funky kind of like country americana's mm-hmm. folk yeah and then after that a dead mouse song which is it's techno mm-hmm. Ele- ed- it's oh, yeah. electronic okay, sure, yeah. but it, he it's like a cool like synthesizer song and cool it's not like i fucking hate dubstep so i can't do dubstep but yeah. This one was like a lot of cool synthesizer no, I like work. Electro stuff too, like. And and but that's just show. It's like and it's one of those mixes. I'm like, and then I got home and I was like, I'm in the mood for heavy shit. Mm-hmm. So I started listening to Sepultura and yeah. Obituary and fucking Morbid Angel. Yes. And it was and then and especially in good headphones, when you crank shit up, it's like something like Sounds I get goose. I sit there and just yeah. like, yeah. oh, okay, I'm in my back to my, and I'll always go back to metal. Like metal is that like song that we were listening to last. Ten more dead. Ten more dead. Yeah, it's morning. fucking heavy that and song, good. <laughs> it's it so heavy. One of those songs where when I put it on and I can't, 
can't not just crank it. it yeah. It's so good, and it, it, it hits that nerve in you where you're like, Does it give oh, you the chills? It's a primal. Yeah. Oh, Do you yeah. listen it's to music like, and it's it's is there a song like, or a sound, a song that'll give you the, you make your skin raise? Yeah. Chill down to like drop F. Yeah. I was, like, which is backwards, one whole 20 octaves. That's stupid. <laughs> no, they're not. That's dumb. But anyway, there was an article out there just recently, and I, I don't want to misquote it because I don't know exactly, but it was, I believe it's, they determined it was a genetic mm-hmm. anomaly. Uh, certain people had carried a certain genetic trait, uh, like, like rolling your tongue, but you uh, were connected your, to your aural uh, uh, capacities more, and the, the certain people were able to experience chills or yeah, man, that I get feeling that. from hearing yeah. a, a sound mm-hmm. like that, and that mm-hmm. was uh, they were somehow more connected to a certain part of their brain because of that. That makes sense too, because I could have chosen video to do a video blog on YouTube, but it's like audio for me. I love listening and I love sound. Mm-hmm. Like one of my favorite podcasts is Radio Lab. When I first heard Radio Lab, they they're really well produced, like more than I'll ever be because they they're just masters of it. But um, Jada Bumrad, the one of the hosts, is just he's a, he, he was a student and he was a student of and he's like I'm a student of sound. It's like yeah, he loves listening and he's like even sounds that bug. And I know we talked about our little yeah. sounds that make you cringe too because mm-hmm. I get that. It's, and it's a there's a condition called misophonia do you have any of those sounds yeah there's definitely like where it makes you like i get irrationally angry when i hear someone like suck their teeth like i'm not gonna do it because it's yeah (laughs) (laughs) like i get it's like it's oh or like do you know oh god but we've talked about this but but that tells me like i did i never thought about it in this way almost till now it's just like i i'm very sound oriented person because mm-hmm. I remember having dream like weird daydreams when I was young um, probably napping like half asleep half awake and I just remember having these um, whatever it was I don't know if you could classify it as a dream but I just remember I'd hear a, like somebody a sound or something just be like ba-ba, ba-da, and it'd go like really loud and it kind of like snappy out, and I'd be like, "What the fuck?" And I was, it was always just, but I've always been, sound has always been important in things. Like it's, I don't know, it's interesting. What that, are your? Oh God, I just lost now. I was trying to think about it. Like, oh yeah, I got to get beyond the nails on the chalkboard, which of course yeah, is that's everywhere. a bad well, one. Mine. Uh, don't bring. I'm gonna. Have the time it creeps me out. Oh, like we're already. I'm like. It makes my skin dry. Are you gummy bears and your teeth squeak together? No, I'm cool. With that. Oh, that's bad. That I know that. <laughs> I know that. That's bad. Sand. Oh yeah. Or squeak. Or squeaky. Squeaky snow is. I call it styrofoam snow. It's the worst. That is the worst. Snow when it's. It's, dude, I'm not even kidding. I'm not exaggerating. Like, that makes me. No, like, squeaky sand, dude. I'll run. I'll fucking run to the wet sand to get past it because I can't handle it. That's fun. Yeah. I fucking can't handle it. I wonder, that'd be a fun survey to do of, like, you'd have to get, like, 30 people of musicians and be like, how sensitive to sounds are you? Because that might be, that might be something. Like, maybe musicians are are in that special little thing where it's like they maybe, get maybe they react know. to sounds more than the average person because they're so too and that's why they play music because they're like i find the sounds 
like there's a band called explosions in the sky oh, yeah. yeah and that I, I saw them live um before i moved out here and i i was let's just put it this way i was expanding my mind when i went and saw them no they did not play red rocks they played the mishawaki fuck um i'll fucking kill you across yeah, this table but i was expanding my mind needless to say you would know what that means um substances substances party party drugs yeah uh acid anyways <laughs> it was but i like sitting there listening and watching them play to me the way that they build their songs is those dudes are they find one harmony and melody and they like geek out on it and they're like how can we extend this and really just explore the full melody of this little like and they are they're masters of it they play a you know an eight minute song of like almost the same harmony and just make it sound like a bunch of other like it's they, really do cool. they do it through using like delays and effects and they like... do some delay and yeah yeah they definitely use the delay and um their drummer is kind of, obviously it's it was cool too the way Live they drummer. set it up huh live drummer live drummer and they black like he's in the back but up high mm-hmm. like he's it's they almost set it up like and it their for their band if you took the drummer away it would that it loses all of its like punch like they they it would sound really pretty it'd be like this is really pretty but mm-hmm. that drummer is just kind of like that heartbeat like they it's a drum i don't know i maybe i'm making this up but it's like it's a feels like a drum centered band like they build off that heartbeat and they're like oh yeah like that punctuation with the drum if that wasn't there it'd just be like oh that's a really pretty melody mm-hmm. but with that like you know it's it's just fun to watch bands ex- explore yeah, you know, different I, sounds a and, band without a drummer for me is like I, I don't know man it's... I've seen them I like the singer in Explosions in the Sky <laughs> Which is I like that band which, without a singer. You say a yeah, band which is zero. There's singer. no singer. Yeah, exactly. I, that, you no, know, I can listen to it, and there's there's a lot of bands that are sort of like that instrumental bands. Don Caballero or L Ten Eleven. L Ten Eleven. L Ten Eleven's cool. They're really fun. They're all good. Slugger. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, my buddies played with them uh, a couple of years ago. Mm. Shout out to Common and They're but no longer I can a band, but take it in doses. I just, yeah, I know what you mean. It's it's I, and that's the yeah. phases, like going through your phases of the one thing. And I wonder, like, for sorry, I'm gonna cut you off, no, but do it. I wonder when you guys were writing your your song last weekend or whatever. What without giving it, and I, this is obviously personal, but like, what what would you classify it as? Would you say it's? Are you guys in a Met like a, is it a rock heavy rock it's phase like sludge metal sludgy it's a yeah it's a down tempo no um yeah but I feel like there's some but you're willing to explore like what else oh yeah yeah I, I want to keep it slow and heavy I just always have kind of wanted you know the song that we wrote was sort of a spontaneous reaction alcohol fueled reaction to a conversation that we've been having for yeah. two years yeah. uh, um, just we all like such diverse amount of music you know yeah. and uh, yeah. part of what it was appealing to me is for one I love slow loud hard metal just just 
down tuned basses, just rattling strings. I, I don't know, something about it. Everybody's like, oh, I don't like this band. They're just too slow. I'm just like, good. Slower, the heavier. It's just all good, good for me. I, I love that. Yeah. And, you know, it's pretty accessible from the outside. It's not, yeah. there's technical aspects to it. Obviously, making, as I'm learning, making a song, all the technical aspects of laying tracks down. It's mm-hmm. fascinating. But, you know, it's riff driven. Yeah. And it's slow. You know, so for an entry level musician, you know, or bass player, um, everybody that's into music has has a riff in their head. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And anybody can pick up this big, fat, four string instrument and then kind of, you know, if your hand is big enough to reach the frets, you know, you can yeah. kind of bang out something that yeah. has a cool sort of doomy yeah. uh, sound that you can repeat, That's you awesome. know, for four yeah. bars, you know, and that uh, record for... Feels good, yeah. You know. <laughs> My challenge with yeah, dude. what I'm learning <laughs> I feel so, you there. so far with this project is that with, with my music background, what I'm used to playing is uh, much faster. Right. And songs are done mm-hmm. in two minutes, maybe two minutes, 30 seconds. And right now, like, I feel like what we're working on right now, like, the, the intro and maybe the first, like, pre-verse is, like, already three minutes long. Yeah. So, uh-huh. for me, it's, like, I can wrap my head around songs real quick, but it's smaller, shorter songs that I was used yeah. to playing. And so, it's definitely, it's a bit of a challenge, but it's fun. It's good, man. It's, yeah. Exercise your, yeah, I... And I have zero, I, I, I've jammed with friends. Like we've sit down and we just, I, and I, it's one of those, if somebody were to say like, I want you to compose a song, I'd be like, I don't fucking know how to do that. I can't, I could learn. I'm just, I'm just lazy about it. It's like, I don't, I like the aspect of just sit down and jam and see where it goes. Like, that's really fun to me. Like that. You know what I mean? What we, did, man. we heard a song on the way back from the brewery and it, uh, and we sat down in front of the computer and he handed me the bass. He's all, you know, and I, while he was setting it up, I hit a bass line. He's all, here, plug that in and we recorded it. You know, can you play that for, you yeah, know? Like, can you play that for like four times? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And the uh, next thing you know, we had a, a bass line that uh, then, you know, later on GarageBand is just like a, it's got to be a dream, you know. It's a great tool. It really is. It is. Like it's, it's I, people tool. will always give it. Everybody finds a problem with everything ever. Oh, and, yeah, sure. And they're like, "Hey, motherfuckers, are, am I? Gonna, are we going to record an album on GarageBand? No. Oh, right. But is it a fucking wonderful platform for yeah. assembling a song or putting together? Dude, a, I've a done demo. A yes, concept. yes, yeah. it's perfect. It's yeah. perfect for demoing. If you go, yes listen to every intro I've done for the podcast. I do it on GarageBand or I've done two on this little other app called Oxy and it's just mostly keyboard sound, like fun keyboard synth sounds, but most of them are done on GarageBand because it's it's so simple. I can just sit there and hit little and find a fun little like groove and because it's going to be 30, 40 seconds of an intro Mm -hmm. and usually I tone it down and then I'm talking over it, but yeah, it's a great tool and it's a good tool to jam to. Like I've, I, I'll sit there and it, the piano, that's something, that's one instrument I really want to get better at is piano. Cause, mm. and I'm, I'm okay at piano. Like I can sit down and kind of figure shit out if I given enough time, but it's one of those, like, that's a, if you can 
play a piano, you can probably pay, play any other instrument. You'll just figure out, like, oh, I just And, and I think that can go here. any other way, too. If right. you can, pro- if you can play any good instrument, you can play a piano. I mean, it's it, once you have your brain programmed to understand the theory of music and what yeah. music is, which is essentially numbers, um, then... Numbers. You can apply it to really anything. And cowbell. <laughs> but, like, trombone, different story. Like trombone, dude. Horn instruments. Trombones are, an anomaly. Like yeah. any, like trumpets, weird too because you have to adjust pitch bit. with your lips, yeah, right? And so the sp- airspeed and the, mm-hmm. it's, you know. it, so that's yeah. you can get I, two or three yeah. notes out of one different the same horn press players yeah. and like reed instruments. It's you know there's it's, it's a whole I'm other ball game. Props yeah. to that because that's a, exactly there's a hold up. But the same could be said for guitar. Anytime where guitar you have guitaro. <laughs> Kitaro. But yeah, it's, you're yeah. right. Sorry. Right. You, you have that human touch. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you could have one guitar player play a riff and, that, and another guitar player could play the same exact riff and they can sound to the untrained ear exactly the same. But mm-hmm. to somebody who can hear that right hand, that left hand doing their thing, you know, totally different. Like, yeah. Like, for instance, no one can play a Pantera song like Dimebag. Right, yeah. you can have the best no. guitar player ever, but no one can play he had his own those little signature, riffs yeah. like Dimebag. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And that could be. And I always say, drummers have signatures. Yeah, too, so. definitely. Yeah. I have Jesus. an idea for the <laughs> right. instead of opening a beer. Crushing the beer can sound. Yeah, dude, we got like nine thousand big spikes for that one. Yeah. Can you grab me one? Yeah, I'm gonna need more I beers. Pre- I appreciate that a lot. I'm gonna go eat I appreciate you. <laughs> um, you know, fuck yeah. I I was thinking about that too. Like, there's definitely drummers where, uh, I it, I'm getting better at picking up that signature. And for me, it's always like the because I listen to a lot of it is Buckethead. Yeah, has that. He's got it. He throws this signature little melody in every single, no matter what it, what style he's playing, because he's one of those guys that can play any style. He leans towards the experimental kind of rock. Yeah. But I've heard him play jazzy, kind of like funky stuff. Isn't each album sort of a different concept, right? It's crazy. Yeah. Like, and he's every, but I always hear the same little like melody. Yeah, yeah. yeah and he yeah. throws that in there. It's like that's little buckethead signature. Did you see him? At- I did. I went. I went to that show, and it was awesome. Like I never. I was. I had to go. I was like, I have to go see this fucking dude play live, and watching him. It's. I was like, it's almost unfair. Just watch how he plays, and you're like, yeah, "Yeah, you make it look really easy, but that's crazy what you're doing. Yeah. And I know he's got a lot of cool technical shit he does. Like he's got this crazy pedal setup, so he does a lot of like. I think he loops sometimes. He had a band with him. Yeah. Um, Fucking. The. I don't want to miss. I think it was the drummer from Primus. Huh. Um, I'm pretty sure, or or had played with Primus for a long time. You can tell that because Primus is coming to town here. Right. <laughs> so I think it might have been the same dude. to see if it's the same dude. Yeah, and, and yeah, exactly. I need to go see. But and then the bass player. It was really fun seeing him play with a with two. You know, because usually he does all. He produces all of his own shit and makes it all on his own, like with a drum machine and sits there and programs it all and just plays on top of his loops. Yeah. Which is really fun to watch too because you're just like, what the fuck? How yeah, like how his timing is so that, good. Yeah. And he's just like, he's a, you know, he's a fascinating guitar player and he's, he writes really awesome shit and I've always enjoyed Buckethead and I'm like, god damn it. 
like that he's he's prolific too if you go on youtube and type in oh, yeah. pike's oh. album he has like 180 plus albums that are all like 20 minutes that's oh, just it of him. just yeah. of him just and yeah, each one's going to have a little different flavor but it's he fucking just cranks them out just that's he's one of those guys i think he can't not do it like he's he's so obsessed with his like he has to play otherwise he <laughs> like he's going to die it's like he's the speed he's like shark. He's like the speed. The movie speed of guitar players. Like if this guitar player stops playing, he will blow up. If he doesn't keep swimming, he'll sink. Who's that? And drown. Buckethead. Buckethead. Oh, he's yeah. the shark. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys go to that show? I did. I didn't go. Um, but we're we're kind of talking about that signature drummers, signature. man. I the one that that's Brain. Brain's his drummer. That so Brain. I'm pretty sure Brain plays with Primus. He did. Okay. Tim Alexander, who's Primus' original. I knew you would quit, know that. Yeah. And okay. Brain stepped up and played. Yeah. Recorded. I don't know. I know at least one album, maybe two. Yeah. And, and now then, you know. And now I know. But now Tim Alexander, I believe, is back <laughs> in Primus. Okay. In fact, when we were talking about earlier shows and earlier music, which. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't get to that ask was you. Right up your alley. Like, what was your influential, seminal moment of or a live show? Like, we're gonna find out right now. Uh, well, I'd like to know. It was well growing up in the Bay Area, in that era. Fucking um, everybody. Like, so much music. Yeah, so so like I didn't have the problem of like, jocks, and like our, our town. I grew up in a little town called Danville, which now is pretty. What's lame. it? What was it called? Danville. Danville. Okay. And uh, now again, pretty lame. Pretty like. Mm, just, <laughs> Hoity -toity. Yeah, just really, just I don't know, lacking anything. But back in the 1980s, I I should preface this by saying I'm 44 years old. So when I grew up, it was Ooh. a different era. You're yeah. so you're so fucking I know, young. I don't feel so old anymore. That's, he's, he's older than me. Yeah, which is the most important. Thing. Whatever. The senior member. So how, old anyways, do, how old do you feel? <laughs> uh, anyways, I was I was lucky enough in. I, I recognize it. I feel like that's one of the things that when I was younger, I was one of the things I was smart enough to do is appreciate it. But there's a lot of live music, yeah, right over the hill from us in Berkeley. So my town was about a 25 minute drive to Berkeley mm. or Oakland. Um, but even in my town, there was a bunch of bands. Everyone like you know had bands, and it was cool because it was just there would be these shows put on with these little high school bands, and I was in you know a little high school band too. Yeah. And um, uh, uh, train of thought that because you were in a high school band. Yes, thank you. Anyway, yeah. so but everyone would come: the jocks, the cheerleaders, the punk rockers, the skater kids, uh, you know, the stoner kids. Like everyone would come to these shows, and there'd be like a punk rock band and a metal band and a funk band because back yeah. in the early nineties, you know, that or late eighties, early nineties, that was a thing. Um, and um, so my first big show that really like I went to that kind of like struck me was at the Omni in Oakland which doesn't exist anymore and it was a, a local band called Nuclear Rabbit it's a great name yeah <laughs> opening for Primus oh wow okay and it was just at this you know kind of like I would say like a 500 cap club you know which when you're I don't know 15, 16, it's like, you're like, whoa, like, so cool in Oakland. And, yeah. And, um, it's kind of a gnarly part of Oakland, it, was it? It was, I mean, I don't remember, yeah. really. I don't remember. We, we, 
you know, maybe it was. I remember I really it was kind of like under a freeway is what I remember. Or yeah. It was just so long ago, but I remember the show clearly. And this, this local band, Nuclear Rabbit, was just crazy. Shout out to Nuclear Rabbit. You should go check them out. Um, and then Primus, which before that was before. That was when Frizzle Fry was just released before Suck On This came out. And um, that was the... It was like they're, you know, and they were yeah. just starting to bubble up in the Bay Area scene. And it was so cool. And that show really blew my mind. That was when I really first got a taste of like what a, like a, a, a good rock show was. But then I was exposed to lots of metal yeah. and punk rock. And, and that's when I was like, I'm, that's what I'm, you know, that's what gets my juices flowing. I wasn't into sports. Yeah. It wasn't because I wasn't athletic. I was, but I just didn't, ah, fucking baseball. I don't care about baseball or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to rock. So. That's awesome, dude. I think I, <laughs> I would have been served. I was the opposite. I loved playing sports but I also love like it was and I think I was afforded that flexibility in the small town of being friend like I'm sure people I guess if you look back you could classify me like yeah I was a jock because I played sports but I also was like I don't I was trying to make friends with everybody I was like yeah yeah and then people would be like I'd have my buddies dude you like Pantera I do too. Holy shit, that's fucking awesome. Oh, you like Rancid? You fucking like Misfits? You know, like it's fun, but that's yeah. I, I, it's it's interesting to look back and see what pulled. And, and I I brought that up a uh, can't remember what episode. It's not like we've had that many, but it goes by. They're weekly, so mm-hmm. I kind of asked everybody if there was one thing that drew them whether it be painting, writing, music. And everybody's answers kind of surprised me because I kind of made assumptions based on, and that's part of the fun of the podcast, is learning more about the crew. And um, because I thought for sure, you know, I was just like, oh, I think I got everybody nailed down. And they surprised me a little Mm. bit. And I was like, oh, cool, man. It's cool to hear. But it seems to me like, and maybe I'm wrong, and I don't, think I am but music is always that's what you're one that's your outlet of like you'll always go back to music for a creative outlet yeah it's yeah. not writing it's not re- nope. like you know no it's music right? for sure yeah and the soundtrack of our lives yeah I just you know I guess it's 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 for me it's vibrations and yeah you know, rhythms and, it all goes yeah. back down to your heartbeat doesn't it isn't it really? yeah I did so. and I and I like what my brother Tim, my oldest brother Tim says, <clears throat> and he's a metalhead as well. And we always like he's always texting me like, "Dude, what's a good metal album?" And uh, he said it best one day. I think he's like, "That's fucking primal. It's primal." I was like, "That is primal." If you think like even breaking it, like it, he meant it in like uh, primal, like heavy. It's like no, but it really is. Like we. You, certain things like certain songs hit you and you're just like you get that reaction just like ooh, mm-hmm. ooh. <laughs> you like get down on your knuckles and start mm-hmm. knuckle walking <laughs> but it yeah, yeah it's funny how that works and I or you know there's been times too where I've seen live music that moved me to the point where I literally start tearing up you know what I mean like where you literally get tears in your eyes and you're like what? you know you're like pansy no <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> No, I do not. Dude, I'm mean like I'm right there yeah. with you, dude. There's it doesn't, it's, it's like you get that feeling. You go ahead, sorry. No, I stepped on you. Sorry. It's like it doesn't matter. It can be different types of music too. I mean, oh I yeah, no, totally. It's absolutely. I've been blown away. Like the best, 
rock show I went I one of the best rock shows I went to wasn't even a, a rock band it was uh, you know a <laughs> dream pop band it was just mm-hmm. but the production the sound yeah no, uh, just the, the vibration how much they were into yeah. it you know uh, energy uh it was rock and roll and yeah. it was went right through you and it was it moved you to the point where you got the chills and yeah. it just reverberated into whatever mm. when you know what misty eyes or, or whatever do you, do you do you like feel like you incorporate your appreciation for music into like your graphic design work or like do you feel oh, like abs- that, that well, like influences your view on that aspect of your I, well absolutely and I think in a couple different ways for one style because mm-hmm. what graphic design is I mean there's originality in there but really a lot of it it's it's adaptations of copying right memories and and styles and color schemes all stuff like that and putting it into sort of a uh, you know a sound composition that that looks fresh all of a sudden so uh, like the music that I'm into and the art that, you know, comes with those bands, whether it be from poster art or album art, you know, that kind of comes out into my graphic design styles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, while you're designing, you're, I'm, I mean, I'm listening to music. I'm listening to music of all types. Uh, mm-hmm. But when I need to get, when I need to get to it, when I need to make stuff happen, I, I put on what I call production metal. And, I, yeah. and it's usually something that's really hard and, I mean, just to where... Uh, there's just the the echo of this wall of guitars and heavy drums and yeah. and and somehow it just puts me into a zone I, yeah. I, and separate you know uh, it separates me from the music to where it's not distracting. I know that's not the same for everybody. They're like, oh my god, I I can't concentrate. This is driving me crazy. But it's the opposite for me. Yeah, I just I it clicks me in and yeah. it's yeah. just. A, you know, there's a, I mean, I guess it's an ag- aggression mm. thing on certain level, but it gives me, it, it just, like I said, I think it's just like, it's, I think it comes down to vibrations and vibration levels because yeah. when you want to relax, you put on a different type of music that have different vibrations, right? You want to, you're not going to, yeah. when, when you're going to relax and just, oh, I just want to chill, you're not going to listen to Slayer. You're not going to listen to, you know, something heavy or gnarly. You're probably going to put on something a little more chill. Yeah. Like probably band, like band of horses I put on weed eater at, yeah, <laughs> at work I mean no, like, we, no I'm talking about like if you want to relax oh I want to relax <laughs> I'm sorry like if you well, want to chill if you're chilling I like, gotta piss boys that, yeah. keep con- you know that's continue. interesting that you say that because I can listen to like old tool songs yeah, that's true. Uh, night, but, you okay. know, and, right, but, and, it, and it's like, uh, the the, tempo, it's not the heaviest music, no, but yes, you're, you're but right. Tempo, I'm not slower, pulling out, I'm not pulling out, like, uh, uh, I think frequency, Black Flag to mellow right. out, you know, a glass yeah. of wine. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. So, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know. <laughs> of course, we lost our, lost our train of thought here. We're pros. We're pros. But yes, mellow music for mellow. I, I, I never wanted to be driven by the notion that, uh, you know, I had to have happy music on to feel happy. I want to feel happy, so I need to put on happy music. You know, I, you know, say, oh, this is a sad song. It, I agree. It makes me sad. And I think sad songs are, it's, it's uh, I agree, but about catharsis, you know, sort of experiencing it without having to experience it you know so true but i will say that my mood definitely affects what i play 
and what I listen oh, to. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, if I'm, all of the like, above, if I'm really. about something, I'm not going to listen to, like, you know, yeah I'm gonna, it's gonna be dark it's all of the above though because I whatever the, yeah the mood affects what I listen to but I can listen to a lot of different mood, music styles of music in the same mood you know yeah yeah but certainly mellow music is mellow and it's calming and it can be stupid yeah. to like, say that I like Enya yeah I like Enya there's hair if you need them nice <laughs> yeah Let's talk more about um, um, your uh, like graphic design work. And what you uh, I know, dude. Yeah, I, we need to talk uh, with Bender's Blend, and uh, I know I'd love give them an identity. That's uh, dudes. That's what we need to do. We talked a little bit about it before. Can we smell grass in this podcast? Sure, man. Or I'm, should we not? Hey, man. Whatever, man. I think you're probably okay. Timmy's. Your uh, mom is your are your parents gonna be are pissed? Are there cameras in here? My mom's gonna be so mad. My mom would be like, she'd be. Dude, my roommates are pissed. I th- <laughs> think we'll be okay. Um, let me just do something. Yeah, get get ready for that. Get ready. Yeah, pretty yeah. good sound. <laughs> it sounds like shit when I do that. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's fine. Okay, no worries. We can we can we can. Oh, you know what else I have, Jeff? I have some crack cocaine. Oh, yeah. do you have any smack? I do. I, smack what is, is the that? best. Aaron? No, I don't have any. You don't have any of that? We don't have any crack yeah, cocaine. Just, just, no crack? Just, just kidding, we don't have any crack cocaine. We don't have smack. any smack either. Smack. What is smack exactly, guys? I think it's the brown horse. I think or the heroin? white horse. Heroin, that's what I thought. Yeah. Smack is heroin. Heroin, yeah. Uh, why? <laughs> why is that? I, I don't know. You smack your arm because you smack. I guess, I I guess you know, just maybe. slap your arm yeah. to get I always the wondered. Uh, I'm just speculating. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's no... Yeah. People <laughs> listening. Oh, my God. They're doing smack in the garage. Well, where else do you do Everything. smack? Yeah. <laughs> the park. Uh, oh, the park's that. a good spot. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> where you do crack. I think I you guess, do both, yeah, crack and smack. And crack, yeah. At the park? The crack and crack smack. And smack. That's actually crack a pretty smack good show. Uh, German <laughs> dance music group. Oh, shit. Uh, that's really funny. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a, like a name of a convenience store. They got a song ah, called... Let's go to the crack and smack and get a yeah, six-pack. Yeah. Crack and smack. Let's get a, <laughs> and a six-pack. Keep rhyming, dude. Keep Look going. Look it up. Really Money good. in the Bag. It's a song called Money in the Bag. A band called Crack and Smack. I think it's one word. Do they have crack and smack, right? Yeah, huh? <laughs> no shit, I shit you not. That's amazing. Uh, we tied it all together. It's real. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Everything, just like, well, that's what that's how pervasive music is. And that's it how really fundamental is. it is. Yeah. Is whatever situation, if my dad was the king of this, and of course I've I've taken on, taken the baton, but uh, every aspect, every event in life, Every moment. He's taken over, by the way, on your spikes. Oh, yeah. I break it all the rules. No, do it. You got to do it. Every moment, every aspect of life is yeah. definable by a song lyric. There's a song it lyric is, that dude. applies That's to every true. moment, and, yeah. uh, and it takes somebody's dad, uh, you know, singing it out, uh, sometimes changing the lyrics to apply to that moment uh, uh, to illustrate that that moment definitely is tied into a song about it yeah so everything's been played out in a in a song lyric it's true man that's 
<laughs> yeah, and it's weird how music can do that. I think it might be the only thing as far as for how it works for me is like I'll hear a song and it'll remind me of a very specific like I can almost remember the smell the like yeah. what was going on in that moment of a memory it's like that's crazy the music is so deep ingrained in my brain where it's like uh, just that hearing a certain song and like oh fuck I remember where I was what it's was evocative yeah and that's that's the the weight of me and that's I I mean I even people that don't really listen to music and I know there's people out there that it's just kind of a, and I know and I know of a few and it's just interesting it's like really nothing nothing gets you hmm. nothing's getting you yeah, it's just on the background radio. music it's like that's such fuck you like yeah it's I, hard to imagine how you could exist like that and yeah. to me it's and I know I'm not to be the judge of who's right. lesser or greater, right. but to me it seems like you're really missing a, an aspect of life, a fundamental aspect of life. If the, if that you know you're yeah. not conscious yeah. enough about it to be able to discern the specifics about what you like or or needing to have it, you know. Yeah. Mm. I I don't I suppose you don't need to shower yourself in it like I do, but you certainly. I yeah I I don't know I I mean there's. I encourage people to do that though. Like, I have, I rarely don't have headphones in. If, like, you know, there's moments, of course, it's nice to be still and silent. And, but also, it, then I, then I think about it. I'm like, oh, I could have some music on right now for this moment. And it enhances it. Like, I definitely use music as an enhancer mm-hmm. for experiences. Like, I like going to the ocean. And staring at the ocean, put and I have like a song or an album in my mind already. I'm like, I want to listen to this while I look at the ocean, <laughs> and it just it adds that extra, like, like it's almost like playing out in my own little movie. Yeah, you know, like oh fuck, this like is like soundtrack, soundtrack to for the moment. Like, yeah, it's yeah, cool. Man. Like it's my really mom. F- there's a story about exactly that. When I moved, I graduated high school. I went to a semester of college and didn't do so hot my parents saw my grades and saw that they were paying for college and they were like uh you know you <laughs> could move and I was like I could move so anyway my uncle lived in in Lake Tahoe and uh I arranged to move out and stay with my uncle in a transitional capacity and uh I moved from Kansas City Missouri to South Lake Tahoe California and uh my mom helped me move. I had a 1979 Volvo 242 and packed it full of my shit, with shit that I had, and uh, and we're getting ready. My mom hands me a cassette tape. She says, I want you to take this, and uh, I'm, uh, we are, she says, I can't remember what order she told me, but basically I want, on one side I want you to put Dark Side of the Moon, on the other side I want you to put Wish You Were Here, both mm-hmm. Pink Floyd albums. Yeah. Subsequently, my favorite Pink Floyd albums, uh, but uh, she illuminated further at that point that yeah we've got we're scheduled to uh, get to Salt Lake City at night on our second night of driving our third night of driving well, I can't remember which it was but uh, and then we're gonna stay the night and then we're gonna leave at dawn and. I'm going to play Dark Side of the Moon while we're driving across the salt flats at sunrise. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it was as specific as my mom. And sure awesome. shit, yeah. that's what we did. And it was everything that you could imagine, everything you could have wanted to be. It was this uh, uh, windless day, and it was uh, partly sunny. It had this kind of gray haze on it to where 
there was water on the salt flats, uh, and it looked like uh, like mercury or a mirror, and it was just like purple and orange color in the sky. And we're driving across, listening to Dark Side of the Moon, and wish you were here. And it probably took about as you know as much time to drive that stretch as both of those albums, and uh, it was you know life changing. <laughs> it really yeah. was. I mean, uh, it was one of those things that I, I'll hold on to for the rest Dude, of my life. That's really crazy. You said that because. So when we were younger, my dad, my dad loved just doing, we'd do random road trips out to the deserts, you know? So we'd wake up at 4 a.m. and just start driving towards Moab, Utah. And then I remember one of the first times we drove to California, we played Dark Side of the Moon when we were driving through the desert and as the sun was coming up yeah, and it's like he fucking, they both, like my mom and they must've known like check this out like and i remember that like wait like kind of sitting up in the van being young and like hearing that like that fucking keyboard part and it was just like this is heavy this is crazy like this is really cool like that's really interesting that you said that because i was like holy shit Mm -hmm. like there's something about that that and that album is just like it's meant for scenery like that it's meant for to, to like it's that's, yeah, that's fucking well, here, crazy. So yeah. that my my first experience with that album was our growing up in Dima, our next door neighbor. I was probably I don't know eight nine, and him and his wife they're they were pretty much we're pretty sure they're like government agents or like something because they were they were like married. It was like right. his name. They were like ah oh, we're married, but they were not. There was some <laughs> fucking weird shit going on in that house. <laughs> we're married, but yeah. they're fucking. That, what's that they were show not. the Americans or something it was, yeah, dude, it was yeah. something weird like, there was, like even as a kid I was like eh I don't know about them but something's off there yeah. was like he so in the living room which it was it was painted stark white and he had these two paintings on the wall big floor to ceiling paintings with it just looked like a hole blown out okay yeah and then he had back in the 80s they were this is the thing these tall really thin speakers magna pans really? I don't know I, we, had, we had these no, no. tall thin speakers sound came out both but sides but then he had a, a member insane. he had a tube amplifier he was an, obviously a full audiophile yeah and fucking in the compact disc was brand new it was like the fucking yeah. this was the shit so he uh, fucking laser so he's like he invites me and my dad over and in this room all it is is these two paintings on the wall with holes blown outwards towards you, these giant speakers, his stereo system, and then a couch right there. Right. That's oh, it. Yeah, That's yeah. the only thing in this room. So he sits us down, and he puts in Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, <laughs> and he fucking turns it up, and I was just absolutely just like, mind-blown. Yeah, uh-huh. I had never heard anything like that. Ever and that's it's, I mean, it seems like that's like a quintessential yeah kind of a thing like a theme right now but that is just I mean it was I mean that record I, I guess the context yeah can be shifted from one context to another but something about that record yeah it's just it's damn yeah. I mean it was different I think they were way ahead of their time with that when they made that and a good documentary about it. Yeah, about the making of Dark Side of the Moon. It's Is it really? Yeah, I'd love to see that. Yeah, that's yeah. I I feel like I've saw I've seen that pop. Talking up about how they captured all the sound bites for the 
you know, the segments between the songs, yeah. and recording roadies, and, and the production. Alan Parsons just... talking about uh, laying down the keyboard sound, or the synthesizer oh, really? uh, 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 sequencer yeah, sounds. Yeah, uh, like the crazy boop, 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 shit. Boop, boop, you know, uh, yeah. I, actually, Alan Parsons was the producer, I think that was David Gilmore talking about the, anyway, but they're, t- you know, he actually had his sequencer out there, and he just goes, you know, hit these buttons in this order, and then he's all, do, 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 and then you just speed it up, and it's all, and you're like, oh shit, that's how it happens. Uh, yeah. And again, this goes back to microaggressions. Uh, mm. The sitting down and laying down a bass track and recording it into onto the computer, and then putting it with a drum track, and then you know, cutting and pasting, and then segmenting and timing and putting a drum fill here. Mm. Um, you're manufacturing something that wasn't there before. I mean, this yeah. is creation. This is creativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's uh, there's some, there's electricity to it. As simple and as rookie as we are, you know, you talk for those who want to talk shit about Garage Band, uh, for, <laughs> for those that want to do talk shit about yeah. not being good, you yeah. know, not being a professional, <clears throat> you know. MIT musician that once played with Helmet, uh, but uh, mm. we're creating something, and the, yeah. fuck it, it's pretty cool. You know, we have this half a song right now that's uh, that uh, that has uh, has energy to it, and uh, and it's just and it's only building. So it's uh, you just you some you just gotta tap into it, and mm. you just and it's yeah, and it's and a power source. Yeah, mm. that excitement. It's I, I everybody needs to at least try and find it like it might not be music it might be something else but i always encourage people the listeners it's like the it's like this, this is the reminder podcast a little bit of like come back and listen to us to people just like the listeners like yeah. they're you know it's a we're all in the same creativity boat it's like we want to create and we know how good it feels but sometimes you got to have somebody to listen and remind you and got to hear other voices and ideas about it because it it inspires and influences and then you might hear something you'd never heard before or had a thought and you're like oh fuck now i can apply that to the way i was thinking about creativity you know and going back to what you said about inspires you influences you that's why i love collaboration because i have a hard time sitting down by myself being like oh okay i'm gonna play oh i'm the worst so but when i get and that's like you know like like when you when you know that you kind of have that connection with somebody like like I know we've never played music together, but I know I'd like to play music with you. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think we'd. It'd I think be fun. party dancer is still a thing. That's oh, dude, our, that's our other band, party there, dancer. You know, there's a limitless amount of bands that can yeah. be made. Yeah, and so I mean, you know, I mean that's a party dancer project. Right there, you know? <laughs> music project. Music so, project. But that being said, though, for me, a lot of that is it's like the, the energy you bounce off your homie. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's this thing, like where. It's like, yeah, it's fucking cool, you know? And um, and, and the fun part, and I remember pl- jamming with friends, and all it takes is a face to be like, no, not feeling it? Because somebody would be like, mm, and be like, okay, we'll fucking change that. Because yeah. <laughs> no, it's totally. funny how that, Definitely. like, you don't even have to say anything. You just, somebody might start playing something, you just kind of like, mm, or, the, you know. Yeah. You have funky yeah. little faces no, you're just like oh, oh okay fuck let's yeah. change that but but yeah you're right it, it's that collaborate and that more and more and I, I brought this up the other day on the podcast of for me 
I thrive when I create with other people. Like mm-hmm. I can create on my own and I have and I'm I've had some successful like fun creations by myself, but I have way more fun and it's way more fulfilling to create with a like as a group or as a, you know, a duo to feed off each other's like create that for me that's where I like get my fulfillment your jam on yeah, that's where i'm like okay sure. that's uh, and i'm better because the other person brings that out in you and that's mm-hmm. i think that's that you could i guess sometimes maybe it could come off as competitiveness but not even that it's almost like oh, it's not sharing. a sharing yeah no, it's a it's sharing that's yeah. the opposite of competition yeah, exactly right uh yeah. you know what good out there what's good out there that isn't better when you can share it with somebody. Yeah, I mean, no. on that level. I mean, I know that's no. on a different level than talking about creating somebody. But you can only take it so far. You can create something killer. You have a great idea mm-hmm. that gets you a start. I know there's musicians out there that are, you know, multi-instrumental. And they're com- major com- composers like mm-hmm. Beck or somebody. They, they create everything and, and, and they come out with something but good. But you can only take it with. so far. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. a Scientologist, too. Yeah. So. Yeah, fuck, that fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Great musician, maybe yeah. a musical genius, but... He shreds eight-string guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Eighteen <laughs> strings. <laughs> no, you're right, though. It's, it's <coughs> You get to a point where... And it's obvious, too, sometimes, where... Cool, yeah, you're doing that all by yourself, but something's missing. And you can it's, only it, take it, it so far, yeah. yeah. And it you can, run into a wall, and yeah. I'm sorry to step on you, but that's where no, I was yeah. getting to as well, yeah. is that... You know, you run it by somebody, you get the smirk or you get the mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, that's cool. But this is, you know, this, this is, this part doesn't quite work. It's the same with graphic design. Uh, you can design cool shit, but you're in a vacuum and you're, it's, you know, you're a lot more, I'm not hesitant to send it out there. But in my mind, I'm, uh, you know, less confident, you know, my job I'm at now, right now, I, I'm in a real good environment, uh, the owner is uh, also a good uh, designer, but uh, it has the same. It's a personality blend thing, you know. We have very com- compatible personalities, and uh, yeah, and uh, she didn't just she likes what I do, but she didn't just like what I do. She knows that I'm able to work, and if she sees something that uh, you know for a client that she knows that likes a certain thing, and I see she sees something that's going. In the, in a certain direction, she'll say, well, no, let's take this and do this. And I'm like, okay, well, then then you almost always when you take something you started with that you were really stoked about and somebody says, well, how about you try this? Maybe not the first time, but just trying something, changing a color, changing a note or whatever, it's got you instantly you see like, wow, you're right. Mm-hmm. That did, that collaboration it is what it needed. Uh, no. It's, it is greater now than it was before and there was can, somebody else's input. You know, yeah. it can be hard for some people too, and I understand that, that, you know, sometimes that will come across, you know, oh, like you're criticizing my work, or whatever, but it's not. It's a, it's, it's a collaboration and a collection of ideas versus... Yeah. yeah. And you should do it like this. Or, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of reminding of each other. And also the, the personality. And it's a big deal. If you don't get along with somebody, then yeah. it's going to be more difficult to take criticism mm-hmm. from somebody. You know, Definitely. at work, that's another good thing about it. Uh, you know, she'll criticize what, what or, or critique, not criticize uh, right. what I'm doing. She says, well, she'll say, hey, you know, I'm not, I like what you're doing. You know, I'm not totally, this is, is this something that's suggested? And, I, and 
you know, part of that is great. Part of that's just like, oh, yeah, you do care. And it's a comforting thing. But, you know, at some point you have to get, get past that with yeah, somebody. Definitely. You have to be able to, because that is a, it's a hesitation in the, in the process. And when you talk about, like you were talking about momentum, you know, yeah. you know, the constant like, oh, are you okay with that? I didn't want to hurt. I don't want to make sure you, I don't hurt your feelings. It's nice to hear a couple times, but right. you really have to learn to sort of just get beyond it and just understand that, no, this is the process. It's not personal. Yeah. It isn't personal. Yeah. Yeah, it it should be obvious if it is personal, and then then shit works itself out. Like, cool, this is not going to work out as a collaboration. And then when you do find somebody you work well with, it's like, oh shit, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the oh shit, yeah, oh shit, yeah, man, (laughs) this is rad. Like, yeah, keep that fucking baseline going. Yeah. Scree- you know, <laughs> throw some Screedle D's down and some yeah. Doyle, some Doyle Duns, and Doyle and Doyle yeah. Dutton. And some blickum, blickum, blickums. One one of these days, I'll tell you the story of Doyle Dutton. Um, my brother and I came up with this. Doyle Dutton. Doyle Dutton. When you hear, you'll hear it in music. Uh, you hear it a lot. Doyle Dutton. It's most no, mostly in metal. <laughs> it's only mostly in metal. Like you'll hear the Doyle Dutton and. That we call it the Royal Doyles because Doyle, 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 Doyle. Yeah, Doyle. Yeah, (laughs) has nothing. He he's very. I'm pretty sure he's never played a Doyle. Um, (laughs) He plays some rad tunes, but he's not a Doyler, even though his name is Doyle. It's getting confusing. One of the well, off one of the maybe I'll do it on the podcast, but maybe on the podcast I explain it. But. Uh, this is a little teaser. <laughs> People listen and be like, yeah. "What the fuck is Doyle?" If they don't know already, they yeah. will soon. <laughs> but um, we're at an hour and twenty-five, guys. Damn. I don't know how you guys feel. You want to keep going? You have anything else? You would, yeah, you hungry? You want to take take a break? Call it good. Uh, listen to some tunes. Yeah, but well, yeah, maybe, maybe what we can do is we got some good content on there. Sign I, up. We can do another garage sessions. We can cash up on another. Sort let's of do it. Yeah. You guys feel good project. though. Yeah, yeah. feel great. Yeah, so it's fun. got out what you needed. To say. Yeah, I think we uh, covered some really real topics. Really I, real. As yeah. they say, it's really well. Yeah, it is. That was good. Yeah, thanks, guys. That was fun. Yeah, it was man. a good little sit down garage yeah, session. Garage session. Yeah, Jeff. Awesome Jeff, thanks. Thanks for stopping. Shout out to Bender's motorcycle. Yeah, <laughs> fucking thing's yeah, right there. Mean. Yeah, things awesome. machine. Her name's Jade. Yeah, she's oh, a bad bitch. She is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, dude, I appreciate you guys. Thanks. Yeah, that was yeah. fun. We'll, we'll call it good on this. Okay. We'll be back for another garage session. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Peace out. Bye.